going to be a good morning. I can feel it in my bones. Awesome. This looks like a good group this morning. Lancer, you're going to be the rear guard this morning. Yeah. Lancer, you are a, a mighty warrior, a releaser of the heavenly shield. So I just see you this morning releasing a, a protective shield from the back of the room. Yeah. We just take authority over this room this morning. In Jesus' name. All right, guys, you guys all hungry and ready to worship? It was a good weekend. We, I don't know if not everyone knows, but uh, Tammy and I got to go down to McMinnville, and Lynette got to join us down there. Uh, she's not able to come to the Global Legacy up here, so we were like, you should come down to Oregon. So she was down there with us, getting all wrecked. Yeah, we're talking about you. So we all went down, we all, the three of us, uh, she, she drove herself down, but we, we rode, rode down to Oregon and did the Global Legacy for Thursday and Friday. Oh, my word. Those of you guys who are going to go to the event Monday and Tuesday, it is going to be awesome. It is awesome. You guys are going to get fired up. Steve Backlund, <laughs> I've never heard him like he was the, yeah, the cylinders that he was, is definitely different, yeah. Anyway. We're going to get this party going. Marilyn's going to preach today. We got some good stuff um, just on the, on the agenda, and uh, it's going to be good. So why don't you guys stand up? We're going to look at a couple scriptures, and then we're going to dive into worship. Did I say welcome to Legacy City Church? Welcome. Welcome this morning. So let's look at some scriptures, and uh, we're going to pray, and we're going to blast off into the presence. So this is so important, guys. I want every person that ever walks into any of our gatherings to be able to go boldly into the throne room in the place of worship, in the place of prayer. And there's only one access point. Jesus told us there are not many roads that lead to heaven. There's only one path that leads to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way the way, the truth, and the life. No man or woman can come to the Father except through me, he said. So Jesus is our access. He is the one who welcomes us in to the family room of God. And it's because of his cross. So let's look at the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 20, and says, And now... We are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. Just put your hand on your heart for a minute. Because of your blood, King Jesus, we have been welcomed into your family. And he welcomes us to come right into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm boldly. I'm going to pause for a second. Not going to preach, I promise, Marilyn. And give you all the time we can. Boldly. That means there's nothing that needs to make you question and wonder. Because the blood of Jesus has made you righteous. You have been credited full righteousness by the blood of Jesus. The cross has paid it all. It is finished, Jesus said on the cross. Boldly. With no hesitation. 
for he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. Next slide. And since we now have a magnificent king priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced by faith that nothing, no thing will keep us at a distance from him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. And now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. We're not going to read any more of those, Bell, so you can go ahead and put that one out. Let's pray and let's worship. We thank you, King Jesus. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you made a way. You made a way for us to come into your most holy place this morning. And not just in this place of worship, but 24-7, you made a way. And we acknowledge, we acknowledge the blood of Jesus this morning over our hearts and over our consciences. Our consciences have been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus to cleanse our thoughts, to free our minds so that we can come boldly without a hesitation because of wrong thinking. Our hearts have been purified and sprinkled and cleansed with the blood of Jesus so that we can usher in into the heavenly realm, into the throne room of heaven, to come before your throne this morning, to do first and foremost nothing more but to worship you, to give you the praise and the honor and the worship that you deserve because you're worthy because of who you are. And we acknowledge this morning, and we will continue to acknowledge before your throne through our songs and through our spirit songs that we sing out of our own hearts, we acknowledge your goodness and your love that never fails. Your love is unfailing, and your goodness is without end. It's who you are. So this morning, we come as your sons and your daughters, your blood-washed saints, I just declare it over you. Declare it over yourself this morning. I am a saint. I am a child of God. I have been washed with the blood of Jesus. And I belong in his family. And I come now, King Jesus, right up to the foot of the throne. And I lay my life down. And I rest at your feet. Let's worship. Thank you, Lord. Lord, your name is powerful. You are mighty. You are the defender, Lord God. Lord, you are the lamb that gave everything for us. Lord, you're the shepherd that cares for us and leads us. Lord, you are the lion of Judah. You are the one who is mighty in battle, that leads us into battle, that leads us out of the battle, Lord God, that fights the battle for us, and the victory is already won. It is yours. So, Lord, who can stand against us, Lord God, when we have you? Lord, we're seated at the right hand, right there with you.
So Lord, this morning, we just give you the praise and the glory that is due you, in Jesus' name. Does anybody have a word? <laughs> this morning during worship, I saw like a mountain in the distance and some valleys. And it made me think of when you're a little kid and you're on vacation and you feel like you can't get there quick enough. Are we going to be there? And you feel like you're never going to get there. And I felt like God was saying, sometimes with, when we're waiting on breakthrough, sometimes it feels like we're never, ever going to get there. And the road may be windy and there may be bumps in it, but you're going to get there. Your breakthrough is going to get there. It's going to come. So keep declaring your breakthrough and declaring your promises that God gave you because he doesn't speak words to you that are empty. And the words that people speak over you, they're prophetic. It doesn't mean it's happening right now, but it does mean that it will come. So keep driving that windy, bumpy road and just press into him along the way and declare and look back over your prophetic words and, or listen to them if they're on audio. Listen to your prophetic words. Reminds me last week when Scott was speaking about um, moving in the victory, starting from a place of victory and not a place of defeat. Anybody else have a word? Miss Marilyn. I'll be back in a second. No. You know, while we were worshiping today, um, I, when I was flagging in the back, and some of you, I bumped you on the head because I'm short and you're tall, and that's just how it rolls. So, yeah, Chris, I love you, honey. Thank you for letting me just... We say in Greek, sandendro, it's like a big tree, like a sequoia. He's so tall. But, but while we were flagging, I put down or handed off to Kim and a couple others the, the gold and purple flags, and I picked these up, and then I went over and handed one to Deb, and she said, these are like gossamer angel wings. And all of a sudden, my eyes were just open to the whole realm of angels. So if you think it's just us four and no more in here, ask God to open your spiritual eyes. And then he also showed me a, a court scene that we had a couple, three weeks ago. And I'll tell you more about that in the preach. But he showed me today how his angels were in full operation against the, the folks that the demonic were using to try to win and how he used those same voices to bring us the win. Amazing. So I'm going to just lay this across the, the altar up here, if you will, just as a visual reminder that he gives his angels charge over us. That means over you and you and you and you and me. All of us. And you might as well stay up here because I have Okay. I just wanted to say there's a young one in here whose heart is so precious. They gave me a gift today of a card. And it was a hand-done card. The artwork is very beautiful. So thank you, Nora. That was a great gift. It really touched my heart. 
So, uh, <clears throat> well, I, just, I have a few words for a couple people in the room that God was highlighting in worship. I don't know what happened over the last few days, but some things got ignited. So I just want to keep it going. I don't want it to, uh, you know, sometimes when God begins something fresh or renews something in your, your spirit, you need to exercise it. You need to, you need to keep exercise. You need to get into the gymnasium like they're doing over there and work out. <clears throat> Otherwise, you'll go back to the gym a month or two later and try to lift the weights you were lifting before. And you're like, oh, I can't do it. But in, in worship, you know, when we were singing that, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. And that is so true. It is so true. When you're all alone, you know, I, I've said this before. We all who believe in the Bible, we believe in God, we know that the Bible tells us that there is no place we can go to escape his presence. He's everywhere. So if he's everywhere, you might as well imagine him with you. You might as well. If you, you know, imagining, using your imagination doesn't mean that you're making it up. You're just actually training your thoughts to believe the right thing when it comes to God and when it comes to the truth. But not only are you surrounded by God, but you are surrounded by the presence of God that is in people. So I felt like that was what he was highlighting. I mean, in that song, so I love that song. I love that declaration because it is so powerful to remind ourselves. It may look like we're surrounded by the enemy, the enemy's attacking, but I'm surrounded by him. Higher levels is not higher devils. Higher levels is higher angelic protection. Bigger angels. Where are you going to put your faith? In the kingdom of darkness? Sorry, that was kind of weird. But that's what I think of that. But we need to surround ourselves with God who is in his people. There are temples of the Holy Spirit all over this room. And when we surround one another, we're being surrounded by him. <laughs> so, so Noel, let's do, let's do what those other churches do. Noel, would you stand up just for a second? Please, no. So this is what I was hearing for you, no. Oh, don't worry, Kim. You're going to be standing in a second too. <clears throat> I just heard "Hark the Herald." In your your name, I was reminded of of that Christmas time Noel, but it's not that your name means Noel, unless it does. I don't know, but I just heard "Hark the Herald." You are a powerful voice. You are a powerful voice. God has anointed your voice, and he's going to show you the power of your words in the days ahead, like tomorrow. The days ahead, like tomorrow, like now, today. You have power on your words to break the heavy yoke off the necks of those who are bowed down. So I just want to bless you with that because I felt like that was God, and he wants you to know that that is how he wants to use your voice, that he has given you grace and permission to step into your authority, that your voice is powerful, to break the heavy yoke off the necks of those bowed down. So keep your eyes open for those bowed down ones because he's probably going to highlight them to you. So yeah. You good with that? Is that good? 
<laughs> no, I didn't like that. Judy, Nancy, where's my mama? Oh, she's over there. So uh, my mother in love, Tammy's mom. I just, you were highlighted in worship, and I just felt like, you know, your, your name, the letters of your name, joy unlimited, deeply yielded. And he sees your surrender. He sees your surrender. He sees your surrender. He sees your deep yieldedness. And he crowns you with his joy unlimited. So whenever you feel like there's no joy, just straighten your crown because it's on you. It's yours. And he's going to let you laugh at the days ahead. You're going to laugh at the days ahead. Samuel, if you want to stand up, you can. But I know it's only your second time in the building. They want to make you feel uncomfortable if you want to stand. So you were highlighted too. And, uh, you know, I had to look up your name because I know the L part is God, you know. Like, yeah, Elohim. But Samuel... I need to look it up, and, it, and I know you probably already know your name means God hears or God heard. Um, so I just typed it up, God hears. He hears your cries, your dreams, and your every thought and word. And I, nothing profound about that part, but I think he just highlighted that and pointed me to the meaning of your name because you need to know that you know that you know that he hears you. He has not. Man, sorry. He has not turned a deaf ear to you. You have not disappointed him. You're not a disappointment. The Father's not disappointed in you. He's proud of you. You're one of his, and he hears you. Like his ear is yours. So bless you with that. Don't read my notes because yours is on here too. You got the biggest one. Kim. So I knew that there was something that God wanted for you too, but I didn't know if it was going to be the, you know, something about your name. And I thought, well, does the name Kim have a meaning? Well, I'm sure it does. Everybody's name has a meaning. And you may not like the meaning of your name. I'm not looking at you, Connie, for your name, but. But maybe your daughter, you know, your daughter's name means, uh, Mara means bitter waters, right? Okay. Well, even the, even the negative parts of people's names, God wants to apply a person in that, in that place of bitterness. She is meant to be, sorry, you're going to get your word in a second here, but her daughter is going to be a, a, she is a woman who, releases the sweetness of heaven into bitter situations. And so I want to remind, maybe you can remind her of that today and let her know your name is a sweet name that brings sweetness into bitter situations. That is what God is saying. That's just not me making that up. That is his heart for her. But Kim, your name means family bold or bold family, like bold family, bold kin. And, you know, when I heard your name and I was thinking of your name in worship, I, I was thinking of King, like Kim and K- 
king. Like, you're a king's kid. So I looked up your name, and it was like bold kin, (laughs) bold family. God wants to awaken the boldness of who you are. He sees you and declares you that you are his daughter. You are a royal daughter crowned with his kingdom authority. You have the signet ring of the family of heaven on your hand. It may not look like a ring on your hand physically, but he's placed it there. He's put a ring, a family ring on your finger because of Jesus and how you love Jesus and trust him and how much he loves you. So you are a bold kin. It's bold. His, his will and his, his plan for you is that you would step in and stand in the bold identity of who you are. Bold kin. Your name, when someone says, hi, Kim, let that ring out. Bold kin. Bold family. A bold king's daughter. Is that good? Is that okay? All right. Well, we'll bless you with that today. I just learned that from someone else. People usually say that when they give a prophetic word. They say, well, I just bless you with that. But I do. I want to bless you with it. It's meant to be a blessing. So, and one more before Naira. And Chris, you're highlighted to me too, man. I just, like, I think of Paul Bunyan and, you know, the lumberjack. But I just felt like God was highlighting you. And not just because of your physical appearance. But he just highlighted the word strong. That's a given. We can look at you. If we need someone who's strong in the room, we're going to come running to you. But I also heard him say tender heart. Your build is wrapped around a tender place that he has designed. He designed you that way to be this bold lumberjack kind of a guy with a tender heart. So that people are not afraid of you, but they want to come to you for comfort because you carry the comforter. You have the comforter of heaven living inside of you. And your name means anointed. I don't know if it's Christopher. Where's your mom at? Right here. Is it Christopher? Yeah. We used to joke around with in my non Christian friends would say Christ hopper but uh, actually Christ the anointed one has hopped on you and he is on you and you are anointed you may not feel like you're anointed but you are anointed that just means the word anointed means smeared the anointing oil of the heavenly king of kings has smeared your heart and your mind with his anointing with his Holy Spirit so I bless you with that And now, okay, yeah, you're good. And now, last but not least, we have, well, we have a couple birthdays. um, And I didn't want to do this to Emily, so I'm not going to do this. But we're going to honor my daughter. Her birthday is uh, tomorrow. She's going to turn 18. But because I don't get to hang out in my house with Naira like I do my own daughter, we want to honor Naira today because her birthday is in a couple days. And she's going to be 65. Isaiah 65. I don't know. Maybe read it later. I'm hearing Isaiah 65. No. It's not an accident. So 
I would like a bunch of you ladies that are just so in love with your sister and, and co-warrior to come up here and surround Naira. Would you guys get around her? I have just a word. I just want to declare over her. Don't get too close to the heaters, people, if it's a little warm. So uh, those of you who know Naira the, the most intimate and deepest, why don't you guys get your hands direct, get the closest, and everyone else get close to press in. And then I'm going to come around to the other side here. Yeah. So Naira, I was just praying this morning about a word for you to encourage you and to bless you on your pre-birthday couple days leading up to your birthday. And I just was thinking of the colors in the scarf, and so I just felt this is what God was saying. The gray tone in the scarf, it speaks that you are a woman of supernatural strength and wisdom built on the firm foundation of Christ Jesus, our rock. He is your loving king whom you've made your fortress and refuge. You, Naira, are solid and trustworthy, a safe place for the weary heart to feel protected. You represent the Father well. The white in the scarf, we see the purity of heaven all around you, Naira. Purity of heaven. You are surrounded by his holiness and you refresh all with the kindness of his grace. The brightness of your heart dispels shadows with the truth that you have hidden within. In the blue in the scarf, as deep calls to deep in the roar of his waterfall, so you, you, Naira, right now are seated deep within the waters of his spirit, flowing in the river of God, that proceeds from the very throne, <laughs> the very throne room of heaven. You sit right at the feet of Jesus, and he is pouring his very presence into you, flowing out of your innermost being, a river of living water. You release words of life that water the dry and weary souls of sons and daughters, Blue is the open heaven that you walk in continually. So lift up your head to heaven and smile at your father because he's looking down at you right now and he's so proud of you. The father is so proud of you. He says, well done, my daughter. Receive the blessing of my heart for you. You are my precious one in whom I delight. Hear the song I have been singing over you all the days of your life. I'm still singing it now. It's a song of delight, a song of peace, a song of grace and joy overflowing. So we bless you in Jesus' name. And we say happy birthday a couple days early. <sighs> yeah. Lighter, light or enlightened. Well, your name fits who you are. Awesome.
There's no accident in anyone's name in this room. When your parents thought up your name, it was not an accident. And even if your parents were not believers, and maybe there was just something like maybe not of God that was on their lives that maybe give them, gave them inspiration, God has an opposite for everything the enemy has tried to put on any of us. God has an opposite. Don't go anywhere, Marilyn. You're, come back up here. Oh, go get your notes. Okay. God has an opposite. I was told when I was a boy, I'm still a boy, but when I was a little boy, I'm not that kind of Christian. Because Anyway, <laughs> when I was a, a young man, my elementary school uh, principal had all of us students in the auditorium around the, the theater screen. And because I was such a little turd and a troublemaker who got sent to the office every day from the playground, he gave a speech about how one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. You guys have all heard that. And then he said, who's the bad apple? And the room was quiet. <laughs> it's probably somewhere, heaven, I hope. <clears throat> I forgive him. And when no one said anything, he said my name. And then he repeated it. He's like, who's the bad apple? Scott Alcorn. Well, I got a word a few years ago from the LDP people from Bethel's school that we were doing, because all the students got to get a prophetic word at some point. And, he, and the word said, you have a good name. You have a good name. I'm a good apple. I'm an acorn, not an apple. Anyway, so I just break off any shame this morning off of your name. If you carry anything that was ever put on you over your name and someone said, you are this or that, I just break that off this morning because that is not God's voice. His voice over you is blessing and honor. Yeah, we give Jesus all blessing and honor and glory, but he says, you are my sons and my daughters. You are in Christ and you get to carry his name. And his name renews your name for the original intent that God had for you. See, I know who I am now. I belong to him. I'm not a bad apple. And neither is this lady. So you guys stick your hands out towards this woman here, this royal princess in the kingdom of heaven. I'd call you a queen, but usually there's only one queen and there's like princesses galore, so... Yeah, you are one of his royal daughters, and you're right up by Daddy God's feet. You're just always right there at his feet and just listening to what he has to say. So this morning, we just bless you, Marilyn, and we just say, let the word of God, the rhema word of God, the freshly spoken word of God, rise up and bless your people today, Lord. Bless your people through your daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when, when um, gosh, I'm so out of it in the spirit, uh, actually in the spirit, <laughs> come join me, I couldn't remember your name, Scott, um, when Scott was talking about teachers who spoke um, sometimes against you, you know, I, I'm old enough that back in the day when we got our, our um, 
report cards, they would have areas, and it would say like, um, Excel's necessary and unnecessary. And there was one that talked about unnecessary um, uh, a talking. And I always got an F in that, because I was the talker, right? And, and my mother, you know, was very analytical. And so she was like, and she was a teacher, and of course I was Mrs. Schaberlis's daughter in the same school, it was a nightmare. And, um, and, and then I grew up, well, kind of, I got older and I got a job and all that, and started to learn to speak at conferences. And then people would say, could I pay you to come motivate my, and I look back and I wanna laugh at that, that that third grade teacher and say, you have any idea how much this over-talking has paid me in my lifetime? <laughs> so let God turn it all around for good. That's the bottom line. You know, today's just, it's just an amazing day. The, the Lord has really been speaking to me a lot about Psalms 91. And he and I were just kind of hanging out and just having a good time. Uh, he really likes to dance, so if, if you're in it to win it, just invite him off the throne to come dance with you. So he and I are hanging out in my kitchen, we're just kind of doing a dance and doing our thing, and um, he said, you know, he said, you've not prepared your will. And I said, well, am I coming to see you soon? He said, no, but he said, people need to know the reading of the will, what's in the will. And I said, okay, where are you going with this one? And he said, well, you did ask me what I wanted you to preach on. And he said, Psalms 91 is like a reading of a will. But he says, it's not for death, it's for life. He said, it's the clarity of how I keep you from death. And I bring you into this protected place. He said, because all of you are fighting for one reason or another. And there are parts of you that need to die. Not you totally. There are parts of you and me that we need to die to and let go of. Well, if I'm going to let go of something, what's going to come and fill it? And that's the reading of the will. Psalms 91 is so amazing. I just got so, I got so excited. I'm like, woo, yes, yes, yes. Because it's God's protection for you and me. God is saying, I am your protector, okay? And we're just going to right now, Father, I just declare your word. It is truth. It is life-giving. It brings people out of darkness, brings them into light, Father. It grows us up. It puts our feet on solid ground, and it gives the, us the authority and the understanding, the wisdom, the revelation, and the boldness to speak out at the enemy and say, leave right now in Jesus' name. No more. I believe the true word of God. Amen and amen. Well, when I look around here and I say, okay, God, you are my protector. You make a place for me. When do I mainly need a place to run to? When I'm afraid. Anybody else ever get afraid? You know, not a big sin. It's just wasted time. <laughs> you know why? Because there's two Marylands in front of you. When I talked about the angelic realm and I said, sometimes my eyes are open and I can see angels. When I was, I was preaching at a, at a women's uh, Christian conference and all of a sudden I... I saw a big gate right there, a big, long, bronze gate, and I saw Christ come walking down, and he just opened up that gate, and he came walking down, and I'm waiting for other people to just fall on their face. 
And then all of a sudden, people, the women started jumping up and crying and bowing, and, and others were like, what's going on? And it's not a right or wrong. It's an understanding of before you stands a woman that is a two-part. There is the flesh part of me. That's all my emotions. That's all my, that's everything that needs to be saved. Let me just put it short. That's everything in me that needs to get saved, because if I'm in charge of me, OMG. The train wreck will reappear, folks. <laughs> she's not nearly as cute as she is when she's in the spirit. The other part of me is in the spirit realm. The however is, as I had to learn to walk, you know, like you're, you're a baby and you learn how to crawl and get up and walk, I had to do the same thing as even as an adult body. I was an infant in the realm of spirit. And so Psalms 91 became a, 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 a hit for me because I was so insecure. I was so covered in shame. I was so, I was such a train wreck. If only somebody had only said, you are the bad apple, I could have lived with that. I mean, that was almost a crown of glory. Do you know what I mean? I had so much garbage. I was the garbage dump. It was awful. I believed all that stuff, and I had nowhere to go but there, okay? So, when you're that afraid, you're always on alert. Think about all the drama people. They're always on alert. And they're going to pull you down, pull you down, pull you down. What are you going to do with that? I used to get sucked in and go, oh, my God. Well, let's do this. Well, she has no right because I know this about her. No, the word says now, you run to me, says the Father. The father, he's not up there with a paddle. He's never going to say, oh, oh, run out and get a switch off the tree and bring it back in because you were bad. No, he just says, run to me. When your kids are tiny and they're scared or they don't understand or they see you cry and they don't understand that, but that's not mom and dad's norm, they want to run to you. They want to come and run to me and say, hold me, put your arms around me, make me feel secure, tell me everything's going to be okay. That's God the Father. No matter how young or how old we are, physically or spiritually, he is there. He is there. And in the Lord's Prayer, part of it says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, there's your road map. You know, we get on our cell phones and we, we you know, we, I, I call her my secretary. I call her and say, okay, tell me how to get to whatever. And she just lays it out or she gives me the definition or she gives me the meanings of names or whatever, okay? So this is our roadmap. When you start to feel that flesh side come up, you need to speak to it. You know why? Because you're the authority over it. I can't tell you to knock it off. Well, I mean, I can, but you probably won't. You make that decision. Choose you this day, life and a blessing. Not death and a cursing. Choose it. So if it's thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then I got to ask you, what's heaven look like? Is there fear in heaven? No, so why are we running around fearful? Is there death in heaven? Alcoholism, cancer, financial debt, anger, hatred, bullies? Is there turmoil, fake news, anxiousness? 
none of that is of God. Yet we have all of that coming at us 24-7. I don't care if it's Facebook or Channel 5. It's everywhere. And yet we have a shield and a protection. We have angels who've been given charge over us. We have the word of God and we can wield that sword and stab the enemy. Not because we're good, because we have the good word in us. We look over here and we say, ooh, lion of Judah? That's no wimpy looking lion to me. Not only can he rip the enemy apart, look how beautiful and inviting he is to those that have eyes to see the truth of who he is. And then look at this beautiful angel wing. Our angels are given charge over us, you know? I, I, I cracked up the first time I walked in here and I saw those wings and I thought, Lord, I can't wait to just stand there. And somebody took a picture and I saw it on Facebook the other day. <laughs> cracked me up. Okay, heaven is just the opposite. If you're living in that spirit realm, you've made the decision, okay, God, I'm not going to let my mind wander with the things of the world. I'm going to have it be spirit-focused. Then I look for truth, love, joy, safety, perfect health, great relationships, and I'm going to sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya. And I'm going to just chill because the battle is not mine. That's the bottom line, and it's not your battle. It's his battle. Unless you don't let go. Unless you don't let go. It's like grabbing onto water and is that water going to stay in your hand? No, you're fighting a worthless battle. So let go and let him win for you. Okay? So how do we get there from here on earth? Okay, let's... You got some scriptures we can throw up there? Yay. All right, we're going to start out that says... Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. First off, he refers to himself as the shelter. The shelter. Now, if we are wise enough to open up shelters during the cold spell for homeless people, how much more is your Heavenly Father going to open up for you? He says, everything I have is yours. Come, ask, and receive. I love it when it talks about we'll rest in the shadow of the Almighty. How close do you have to be to someone to have their shadow cover you? That's a question. I'm waiting for an answer. How close? Pretty darn close. Noel, if you stood up there and the sun was shining, would your shadow fall on me? I'm standing right here and I'm not close enough. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can't have that kind of distance. So it, you have to develop that relationship with Jesus where you don't think about, oh, did I pray already today? It's not about works. It's not about performance. It's just knowing you can run to Jesus no matter when. Now, do your prayer after if you blew it this morning. It's not a big... His door is always open because his door is his heart. You run right in to the shelter. And the shelter is not a what. The shelter is a whom. It is him. It's your relationship with him. So 
if I'm scared, I don't have to be alone unless I make that foolish decision and choice. I run to the Almighty, and I want to be so close. Actually, I, I don't sit much at the Master's feet anymore. I just said, Pops, you know, I like it a whole lot better when I sit on your lap. And so he said, yeah, Ella, which in Greek means, yeah, come on. That's what you'd say to a little kid. Ella, Ella, agape mu, come here, my little sweetheart. And I just pop up on his lap, and I just scrunch in. And at 72, I'm a cute little girl on Daddy's lap. You hear what I'm saying? And you can be a cute little girl and a cute little boy on Daddy's lap, too. He's not going to push you off. He's not going to say no. Verse 1. Okay, we talked about the shadow. Resting in his shadow, and it is a choice. Just like a child who takes no risk, but they take the comfort of being able to say, Mommy, I'm scared. Come hold me. Mommy, I'm scared. Tell me it's going to be okay. Daddy, Daddy, I want you. You're bigger. You're the, you're the fighter. You're the whatever we have, okay? And we are those same kids to God the Father. So don't let the enemy ever tell you, well, you're all grown up. What are you doing that for? Can't you fight your own battles? I say, no, I can't. I've done some dumb stuff, but that's not one of them anymore. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. No, I got a dad. I mean, I can shoot. Look out. I love my Ruger. But you know what? My God's got my back, my front, my sides, under my feet. He has got every part of me covered. And all I got to do is go to him. Because my dad's bigger than that, dad. The devil doesn't have a fight. He just plays it out, okay? Here's what I learned, though. There's an action in this. Can I have the next one up? It says, surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pesticides. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will, faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. Talk to that a little bit, because this is such a practical thing. It's what I love about it. I will say to the Lord, you are my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Mumble that out somehow when you're scared. Say those words out loud. It is an action on your part, and you need to be declaring it. Declare it out. When you say it, you gain confidence. That's what's so awesome about praise and worship. It's all about the truth of the word being sung as a hallelujah to him. And we are declaring nonstop that we need him. And he's going, oh, look at my kids. Aren't they just the cutest? Yeah. Because he wants to, like, be this control freak? No. He wants the very, very best for us. And he knows better for me than I know for me. I mean, anybody in here just got it all figured out that you don't need him? Yeah, okay. Psalms 91, we gain confidence. I spoke a while back about my girlfriend and I doing 21 days of declarations over five people's names that we picked. I'll tell you what, by the time we did our first 21 days of praying for some of you and ourselves included, we were so high in the Lord, we didn't know what to do. I mean, it was just like, pfft. We, were, we were just floating. 
because we saw the word become more alive in people. You didn't know I was praying for you, declaring. We were declaring right and left. Because then when you get the will and you know that that is yours, you're not asking the lawyer, well, did he leave me anything? It's like, come on, page two said you got the house, you got the car, and you got mom's jewelry. It's right there in black and white. That's what the word of God is. It is your will in front of you in black and white. And part of it's in red, depending on which lawyer you went to. <laughs> but it's all the same. So Psalms 90, 91 is saying, confess it out. When you use words, there is a vibration of energy that's released. And it lasts for a season. And then we hear stories about who's the, who's the bad apple in the group. Now, he didn't bring it to us because he's still hurt by it. He's been released. And it is a teaching tool now. Didn't hurt me to think about that teacher, bless her heart, because God turned it all around. She was used not by the Heavenly Father to bring a blessing. And if it wasn't from God, then it's from the enemy. And I can't fault her for that, because if she doesn't know the truth, there's no freedom for her. I know the truth, and I'm now free. Okay? So the atmosphere changes. And I have to tell you, when that atmosphere changes, you can actually see that ripple effect going through your home. I mean, my girlfriend and I, we'd be hooping and hollering like banshees. It was just so powerful. And what was the core of it? We talked, we made a decision, and we implemented it. Just saying it's that easy, okay? It's an, from the inside-out job. When I come back up here and he says, surely he will save you from the fouler snare and from the deadly pestilence. He'll cover you. He will cover you with his feathers. You'll be under his wings. You know, I used to fight fire with Department of Natural Resources when I was a director with them. And there would be times that we would find a mother, a mother bird with her chicks underneath her. They were all deceased. They were all dead. But those chicks never once left out from under mom because mom was the final level of protection. Now, we got a heavenly father that says, mine's a holy fire, and you don't get burned. You get lit. You get lit. Oh, my gosh, and I was raving at me, and I've only started here. All right, let's keep rolling here. Um, he, will, uh, he'll, he will send his protective ways over us. Sometimes we fail to think, okay, I have a need. I'm scared. I just got a doctor's report. You know, going to the doctor is not ungodly. I mean, thank you that, you know, the doctors called my husband in and said, well, we're not going to do surgery where we first said, we're going to do surgery on your lower back. And my husband was probably, I don't know, six weeks away from being totally bedridden. He's only 56 years old. And they did this weird surgery, and the next morning he got up and he walked. And my husband still walks two miles every day. 
That's how God chose to do that piece of the healing in it, okay? He is our fortress. He leads, we follow. We don't lead, we follow him. And he has his protective ways when it talks up here, seeking the refuge and his faithfulness. Okay, uh, he'll use the military, he'll use police, he'll use bank accounts to set us free. Different ways to bless us that are not quote-unquote exactly spiritual. Oh yeah, they are. Why? Because on heaven, in heaven as it is on earth, there's no debt in heaven. There's no illness. There's no need for that kind of protection. Yet we live in a different realm down here, okay? But we choose to run to him. Verse 3 says, he, God, delivers us from the snares of the trappers. Think about minefields. That's a military stance. That means this is a battle. This is a war. This is not playtime. This is not recess. This is a fight. And the fight is for your maturity <laughs> in my book and in his book. Because he's saying, I need warriors. Because i got babies ready to come in to Legacy City Church. And babies can't come in and be, be babysat by babies. That doesn't work. So i got to have some folks that are grown up. i got to have third grade teachers, fourth grade teachers. i got to have ones that are just getting ready to graduate in the Lord in high school levels. I need some warriors that are getting a doctorate degree. I need some that are just out there teaching and preaching. I need some that aren't afraid to walk into a crack house, take authority over and set some of those captives free. We are in a battle school learning, learning, learning. So we choose to run to him. He delivers us from the trappers. Okay, trappers put out mine traps. They're gonna put out something that is gonna be custom made for their prey. So if you put out a, a, a bear trap for a rabbit, you're not gonna get much there. But if you put a, a rabbit trap out to get a bear, it's not gonna work. You have to know what the prey is and what it is you're going after. Well, the enemy knows what your weak points are. He's going to come after me in different ways, and he's going to come after my husband because my weaknesses are not my husband's weakness. But he will custom make them because he knows. He says, oh, going through a divorce, okay, let me hit that little pocket of rejection in you that's not been healed yet. Oh, somebody said, well, remember, that runs in your family, so you'll probably die at 52. Uh, all that kind of junk. Break it off. Just, it's that simple. Break it off in Jesus' name and move on. Okay, I think one of the biggest hurts we have custom-made is a spirit of religion. I think that's one of the worst. Because you and I sit here, we've learned a lot, and yet many of us came up through the ranks of religion, religion, religion. So let's battle together, call each other on the phone, make the declarations, get it over and done, and break it off. Number four, he covers us with his wings. Jesus is, uh, and the Father are always declared as eagles and doves. You never once will read in the Bible, Old or New Testament, where they refer to him as a chicken just saying now there's family pride my god is an eagle soars on high my god comes like a sweet little dove and speaks to you okay his wings are our sheltering he's not a fly-by-night god 
he stops and says, Come here, my little sweet love. Come and sit with me. Let me protect you. You choose his covering, and the enemy then is defeated when you run into that place. Okay? The enemy will come and whisper in your ear whatever fear he knows will ring your bell, will push your button. Okay? And just tell him to leave right now in Jesus' name. It's that simple. I remember when I was brand new, I read the demonic Bible. I had no idea I shouldn't do it. had no idea I should have prayer coverage. I tried to wake up the next morning. I could not move. And the weight on me was unbelievable. And I gasped because I just knew it was demonic. And I, I, I tell you what, I was probably three months old in the Lord, scared to death. And then I remembered that somebody told me, no matter what, Marilyn, no matter what, just say the name Jesus, 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 Jesus. So the first one I said, I went, Jesus. And then I got a little confidence, and I said, Jesus. And then Jesus, and then Jesus, and Jesus, you get out of here right now. I literally got up, opened up the door to my home, and said, get out right now. That's the power of the name. Use it, use it, use it. Okay, the next one, verse 5, says, God is my fortress. Think about a fortress. I mean, that's not, a little, that's not a little mobile home like I live in. Fortress is a big castle that's just strong, and it's got all kinds of hiding places in it. And that's where you and I are in him. And he says, the arrows fly by day. The arrows that fly by day are ones that you can usually see. And he said, you can just grab them. Have eyes to see. Grab them, throw them down. I said, Lord, where are some examples? He said, you worked for government for 30 years. How about office politics? I went, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, how about fake news? He said, grab those. They're coming to wound you. Throw them down. Don't believe them. Stay over here in the spirit and let me, let me talk sweet. Everything's in your ear. The truth, I am here to protect you. He says, arrows are intentional. Those folks are being used to the enemy to intentionally hurt you or destroy you. But remember, you're not fighting against them. You're fighting not against the flesh and blood, but about powers and principalities. So you stay in God and then let him do the fight. He'll tell you what to say. Those arrows, though, may be coming directly at you to hit your weak point. Maybe you've got a temper. Maybe you've got a little rebellion. He'll, he'll show it all. Um, maybe you've got drama. I know that my husband sometimes will get hit, and he'll start the rant. And it's like, ooh, stop in Jesus' name. Okay? So, declarations. Grab them, throw them down. Verse 6. Fear stalk, stalks at darkness. And, and that darkness can grip our hearts. It says, you will not fear the terrors of the night, nor arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence in the stalks of darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday. When those things come at me, you know what I do? I just stand there and I go, hey, listen up, sucker. You're talking to a, a Psalms 91 girl. You got that? You got that, devil? Every part of Psalms 91 is standing right here. So get thee behind me in Jesus' name. And he flees because I'm so powerful. No, it's the truth and the word. It's the wisdom to apply it. I make that choice. Okay. 
Um, verse 7 talks about destruction that we have no controls over. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that an awesome promise? I'm standing on that one. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Not a punishment on me or you. We're not the wicked. And we may have to stand back and wait, but vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. His timing is everything on it, okay? So we just rebuke the storms. Those things coming at us are not of God, but we still have to go through them. I just say, as long as I'm going to go through it, Lord, could you teach me how to get an A in this particular situation? Because quite frankly, I really don't want to come back for summer school class. I just want to learn it, have the wisdom, have the revelation, and know I have the authority now in that area, whether it's for me or for you, okay? The next one, preventive, preventative prayers. When I grasped that one, I thought, oh, you mean I can be praying beforehand that I'm not in debt? I can be praying beforehand that there's always provision? I can be praying beforehand for family needs? And he went, yep, yep, yep. Grab that nugget. We do preventative health. How many of you take vitamins? Yeah, I mean, just saying, that's, you know. Okay, verse 8, he will punish the wicked so you don't have to. Verse 10, he is talking about covering your family. So verse 10 says, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. Why do you have a tent? Why aren't you just out there by yourself? Because that tent is your family dwelling. My tent is a mobile home in Port Orchard. You have a tent somewhere. You have a family somewhere. A gal called me last night and said, I, I just need comfort, Marilyn. I need you to pray. And she was just, but not everybody in my household is saved. And I said, are you not the matriarch of your family? All of a sudden, she was like, Yes, ma'am, I am. I said, then, honey, you start praying for your family. As for me and my household, we will dwell with you. We will do your word. We, by the time we got done, she was just sweetly at peace. And she realized that she could now get off the phone and be praying for her tent. And I said, you go back and read Psalms 91. Okay. So then verses 11 and 12 talk about he's given his angels charge over you and yours. You and yours. This is where he switches now, and he's, he, he's talking directly to us about love and our loved ones. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. How many ways? All. Just saying. He's, he's commander-in-chief. I click my heels and say, yes, sir, I believe you. And he has proven himself worthy to follow and to serve. They will lift you up with their hands. These angels and warring angels are going to lift me up in their hands so that I will not strike my foot against a stone. I said I'd tell you this story real, real briefly. We went to court a couple, three weeks ago on um, a family that lives in the association we live in. Very unfortunate, and yet very, very fortunate. In the flesh, ooh, it was hell on earth. In the spirit realm, it's just been divine. 
we have learned so much through it. Bottom line is that um, this gentleman became a stalker on my husband. And he just wanted to prove to everybody there that he was the big man because everybody adores my husband. You know, if you've met him, he's just Mr. Nice Guy. And he's always, you know, he, he broke a toe last week. He still, with all of his disabilities, shoveled nine driveways for little widows. Just saying. He's just, he's just nice, nice, nice. So, so for the last year and a half, my husband walks the two miles every day, and there's nobody that's going to stop him from that. And he likes to walk in the, in the cool of the evening, so it's dark. There's only one way in and out of our association, and every time my husband would be coming back, this guy would be standing there, big strapping guy with his big strapping dog, like, I dare you, take me on, take me on, take me on. I mean, just bizarre stuff, just bizarre. I can't even explain it. So finally, we just said, Lord, how does this end? We don't want division. We, but I said, Lord, I, I have to tell you, Lord, I'm weary. In the flesh, I'm weary. I've always been concerned about my husband every single night. Is he going to get beat up? Am I going to get a phone call? Is he going to go to jail? Is he, blah, 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 and, and still trying to run and stay here in the shelter of the Almighty. So we did a restraining order. They tried to put one on us. They couldn't get one on us. We had documentation of the kazoo on it. The thing is, when we got to court, they had a lawyer. We didn't. Because the Lord said to me, uh-uh, you don't need it. I'm your lawyer. I'm your advocate. And I said, okay, rock it out. Let's go, God. I trust you. In you do I trust, right? Plus, it was sweet because it fit my budget. And um, then I'm a visual. So then God just said, well, how about David and Goliath? And I said, oh, yeah. Get that stone rolling right between the eyes. Take the giant down. We got into that courtroom, and it, it, the, the energy there, the atmosphere was just demonic as could be. And here comes their lawyer, and here comes their, their entourage of people. And, you know, in the natural, my knees could have knocked, and I could have run to the bathroom six times and maybe even thrown up. You know what I mean? It's just like, ooh. And then all of a sudden I said, oh, no, God, you've not given me a spirit of fear. You've given me a mind, power, and presence, and peace. And I'm just sitting right here, and we've done our homework. We've spent five days getting all this stuff together. And all of a sudden I looked, and that courtroom just looked bare and ugly. And I said, God, I know you have provided angels over us. And all of a sudden I said, Lord, I want a big angel in the north, the south, the east, and the west. I want every base covered over Randy and me. And I said, Lord, you know, you know we want victory. We want safety. But what we want even more, Lord, is not to be reactors in the flesh, but to be responders in love, because this is a demonstration of how to live faith and lovingly because we want them saved. Saved. We want, we want us saved, not salvation saved we have that we want a saved that we can walk with peace and not feel like there's a target on our back At the same time these guys haven't got a clue or have said no to Christ and that is part of our strength folks it's not what we say it's how we say it there was a gal I worked with but she was just vulgar and awful and I said Lord this woman has lied about me so much 
and she's destroying my reputation. And quite honestly, God, I'm pretty pissed about it. I mean, I was pretty real in my little office. I am just torqued. Why would you let that happen? 25 years, I build a reputation. He said, oh, enough already. Oh, okay. <laughs> now he's my dad. He's not my friend. He puts on the authority voice. And I said, okay, what am I supposed to learn out of this? This is who I have control over, me. Me, 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 not you, me. And he said, you do not have a reputation. I said, excuse me? Could you, could you like, give me some revelatory essence of that? Because we have reputations, right? He said, no, a reputation is held in the mouth of another. And he said, it's their level of integrity that determines how they see your reputation. I said, okay, so what do I have control over? And he said, you have control over whether you react in the flesh and act just like them, or you respond in love. And I just went, and he said, I know, you don't like it. <laughs> I'm like, I hate it when he knows what I'm, I'm wanting to lie, but I can't. I don't, you know what I mean? Have you ever been there? Of course you have. You, you don't tell me that lie. Okay, so I learned that valuable lesson. And that's what I wanted as a result of this court case. And you know what? We walked out, and now listen to me, we walked out of that court. We are Psalms 91 kids. And this is what I was praying was we're sitting there listening to all of this. And every, we had 10 points we wanted to walk away that would determine our safety. This lawyer of theirs called out all 10 things we wanted and said he wanted that put into legal binding words. And as he's doing that, I, I'm, I'm laughing on the inside and I'm, you know, I'm over here in the spirit going, ooh, this is rocking, Lord. You are like way cool. And, and he's, he knows I love a good joke. He said, well, I talked through, through Balaam's jackass, didn't I? And I went, oh, Lord, you are good. <laughs> And we would say something, and he would clarify, because the judge was not in our favor at all. And he used the opponent's lawyer to pull it together. Now, that's a Psalms 91 provision. He held us tight. He held us in, and away we went. And we believed it and declared it. And listen, I want to tell you, I believe differently than my husband in the sense of all the declarations. So it's not like... If you're by yourself, that's okay. You have just as much power and authority. Get it out there. Very, very briefly, uh, I wanted to say something about um, when he talks later on about the next one up, I think, might have it for, um, for the, oh, there you go. You'll tread on lions and on cobras. You'll trample the great lion and the serpent. I love that piece, because whose foot is on the neck? Whose? Yeah, that's Jesus' foot. That ain't mine. That's yours. However, he has given me the authority to trample on the neck of the enemy. So, yes, what you can't see is my foot inside of Jesus' foot. But it is right there. Because he told me that's part of my inheritance. I believe it. And I'm saying, look out, devil. Because you are under my feet. So I had to say, Lord, what do lions and cobras look like in a daily realm? Because I'm practical. 
And he said, they're daily issues that are big and bold, in-your-face kinds of stuff. He said, like a bouncing check. Well, if your check bounces, now you got five or six other bounce fees after it. Well, if you couldn't afford to pay it in the first place, what are you going to do with the bouncing? It's that kind of stuff that he says, bring it to me. Let me teach you how to be better with your money. Let me show you where there are holes in your pocketbook because of the abuse 10 years ago that you have not allowed me to heal and close. You hearing that? Okay. Maybe it's a car accident or it's a verbal fight or dramas and lies about you. God says, no, we will tread on them. They will not tread on us. I want to remind you, though, it is your choice. Will you declare it true? Okay. Um, the younger lions represent smaller issues. But listen, he said, but they're smaller issues that are going to grow bigger if you don't take care of them. One thing Randy and I learned, and it really was more for me than it was for him, was we should have taken care of this harassing stuff a lot sooner than we did. I kept saying, oh, let me just keep praying and let me. And I think God's timing was earlier, and I kind of enabled it to continue on. Oh, well, I'm still learning. All right, the cobras sneak up on us, like maybe it's office politics and the backstabbing. Maybe it's a surprise ambush. Maybe all of a sudden somebody says, you know, I don't want to be married to you anymore. You know, that kind of a just, hmm. It also refers to dragons, and it says dragons aren't real. So I said, okay, Lord, if dragons aren't real, yet you talk about dragons, give me some examples, because I'm a visual. And he said, those are the lies that people have said to you and you have chosen to believe them and they become truth. Oh boy, I had a whole pack of those. They ruled and reigned my life from the time I was little. Um, maybe it's somebody told you that you're really fat, so now you're anorexic. Um, they'll tell you you never amount to anything and so you're, you're living on that treadmill of shame. Again, it comes back to declarations. Thanks, Chris. Declare it. Declare it to stop in Jesus' name. Take authority over it. All right. We will tread. When a car runs over something, okay, let's just go back to the snowmageddon we just had. When your car or your Jeep or your truck, you're trying to get it out of the ditch, or you're trying to get it out of your driveway, and you come out and look, what do you see in the snow? Yes you see the tire tread. And the bottom line is, you have the authority to leave a tread mark on the enemy. Turn your engine on, rivet it up. You don't ever have to worry if your gas tank is on empty because it's always on full. Hit that gas and leave a tread mark on the enemy. Okay, And then God continues to talk to us. Now he comes down the last three verses. He's talking prophetically about his love for us. And he says, I'll rescue you. I'll protect you, Marilyn. Why? Because I use his name. That's why. Verse 15 says, I can call on him, being God. He will always answer. He will always answer. He said he'd be with me in times of trouble. Then he will deliver me from that trouble. And then he says he will honor me. 
He will honor me. This church body is such a place of honoring. Oh my gosh, it is amazing. And yet I'm saying to you, I, I just, this morning when I saw all these, I just said, oh yeah, it's for the gymnasium. I said, one day it will be for us. They are coming. The question is, are we prepared? Are we willing to run into the shadow of the Almighty and say, ooh, man, that kind of scares me. What do I do? What do I do? I was watching his praise and worship this morning. Look around. We've got 15 more people here than when I first started coming back in May. I'm just like, yay, Lord, you're starting to stack the house. Let's do it. Okay. So the bottom line is, in Psalms 91, it is our hiding place. It is our will to live on earth as it is in heaven, to run into that place where it's peaceful and calming. My husband says to me, how come you never get rattled with all this stuff? And I said, well, because I have consciously made a place where I go. I love the sound of babbling brooks. So I have this place I go, and there's a weeping willow tree there, and the sun is shining, and the birds are chirping, and Jesus is laying with his back against the tree, and I just go snuggle up with him, and I said, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. If my earthly dad were here, I'd go to him. And Jesus laughs, and, you know, he just says, yeah, but I, I'll give you much better advice, because my word is truth. So as we bring this to closure, Connie had a, uh, uh, no, next week, okay. So as we bring this to closure, <laughs> Marilyn says, <laughs> I would like us to do some declarations because they are powerful. And I think so many times we go, yep, 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 but we don't do them. And I want to tell you the freedom that I have gotten just in the last Oh my gosh, I don't know how long we've been doing it, two months? That gal, the gal, she came and she sat down front here and she walked with a cane. She called me the other day, she said, woo, guess what? And I said, Lenny, what? She said, girl, she said, I threw down my cane. I said, well, did you have to pick it up? No, she laughed, she said, no, God took it. He took it. And she said, I also laid down my oxygen tank. She said, I think the COPD is healed. And I'm like, yay, God, yeah. That, when I talked about at the very end, he will honor you. You go to him, you obey him, then he honors you. He honored her back for all the prayers she'd been saying for everybody else, for everybody else. And then she said to me, you know, she said, I still got that bum bladder. And I said, oh, Father God, in Jesus' name, I declare a new bladder for her. Father, I just say, I put my hands on my bladder. That's where I put it. I don't know. And I just said, Lord, replace it. Brand new. Brand new. And today is a great day to do it. Well, evidently, God didn't think that was the day because it has not happened as of yet. But I'm going to come up here one day and say, remember, 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 there's a new bladder in town. <laughs> so let's stand up. Declaration times. I want you to say after me, I declare in Jesus' name that I am a Psalms 91 kid and that I will choose to run to you, God, for every thought and fear I have 
when it's not you. You're my protection. You are my commander in chief. You know what I need and when I need it. And I, I just, <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. I'm just so grateful, Lord. Just so grateful, Lord, yes. And that, Lord, your word is true. And all I have to remember is whose kid I am. So, Father, I just say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I got one more question out for you. How many of you are willing? We got, what, seven days in a week. So we'll be back next Sunday unless the rapture happens. So how many of you are willing between now and next Sunday to spend at least five out of the seven days just even doing one declaration? Because I'm going to call you on it next week. So, you know, you don't want to come up here and be like, ooh, yeah, and then all of a sudden the anointing leaves you because, you know. So hands up. It's not for me. It's really not for him. It's for you. Okay? It's for you. Thank you. Love you a bunch.